Hey everyone, this is my brother Michael. My brother Adam. We're the Sharf Brothers. You're listening to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. Welcome to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. As John Oliver would say, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, so today, on the continuing... Continuing saga... Oh, we do need to mention the website. The website's uh, m3artist.com. Which stands for Mentoring for the Modern Musician. You can also find it there. Men- Mentoring for the Modern Musician.com. Mentoring for the Modern Musician.co. Our website, She is Live. She is Live. I think she's a she. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Strong, powerful. Yep. Sleek. Sexy. Yep. Darn. Darn right. <laughs> uh, so today we're talking about. We're talking about music consumption. Music consumption. Uh, the uh, the interview that we just did with John Mullet from um, from WBOS in Boston, the biggest Boston's biggest rock station, alt station. Um, I, it just really got me thinking about. Uh, so one of the things that Johnny mentioned that I guess I had heard, but I, but it's nice to have somebody who's a, a you know who's in the know uh, hammer at home is that. You know, record sales have been going down steadily for a long time, <laughs> yes. right? And we're aware of that. And yeah, exactly. This is the plight of the of the industry, and this is you know. But what I loved, what I thought was fascinating, was that Johnny said that music consumption is actually at an all time high. Right. Exactly. That that you can't compare the the idea that just because sales are down, right that people aren't interested in music or that there aren't places to be interested in music. Yeah, or that there aren't, there aren't platforms to get your music noticed on. Exactly. So, so music consumption uh, doesn't mean eating music, <laughs> although that is what it sounds like. It's like, I'm going to consume the music. Get in my belly. <laughs> That's not what, it's not what it means, really. <laughs> I mean, it could. Get it could, in my belly. I suppose. Your audio. I'm not judging my belly. You know what? I'm not judging. <laughs> if that's your thing, exactly. You can you can do that. Look, there's got to be something to do with all of these old CDs that nobody's listening to anymore, right? If you want to consume them, I suppose. I just who are we to judge? I don't know that there's um, a tremendous uh, value nutritionally. Yeah, but you know, look, you put a little frosting or a little peanut butter on, and anything tastes pretty good. It's like a rice cake. Exactly. It's like Some a rice frosting cake. on there. It tastes great. <laughs> it tastes great. So, music consumption being, you know, people who, making music a part of your daily life. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're you're driving in your car, you're, you're you know, doing stuff around the house, you're doing chores, you're walking into it, you know, you walk into the mall, you walk into a store downtown, you, you, there's always music. Oh yeah, there's music everywhere, right? There's literally music everywhere, and there's more music in other media than there has been ever before. Everything has a soundtrack. It's true, right? And that's different. And so I think that that's part of what Johnny's talking about. And I also think that uh, it was really clear from talking to him that that uh, the decline of radio has been greatly overexaggerated. That right, that right. There really is still an odd. Uh, there's still a significant amount of people who are listening to 
to radio when they're driving, when they're at work, yeah. when they're, you know, and whether it be, you know, traditional radio stations, brick and mortar, or it be like this also platform as, that... Also known as terrestrial radio. <laughs> terrestrial radio. Or it be the, the media that, that, that we're coming to you on, where we're coming from the Edge Radio, which is a internet streaming radio station. Right, right. right? That, so, that, that then turns into a podcast. Exactly. It's all zeros and ones, people. It's all zeros all it. and ones. Exactly. And and uh, and so it's, you know, you can you can spend your time, you know, railing at how things aren't the way they used to be. Well, in my day, <laughs> you kids get off my lawn. You can do that or you can take advantage of the fact that there are actually more people listening to music and looking for right. new music. Right. Right? I mean, really, people are still really looking for music. And if anything, yeah, you know, streaming has made it so that it's easier to find new stuff. Absolutely. Well, right. and, and I, I want to I approach this uh, conversation the way we approach most, most things with our the growth mindset rather than the fixed mindset. Right. Right? Yeah. So it's very, and that, I think the fixed mindset poster boy is you kids get off my lawn <laughs> and that can start Absolutely. happening when you're 23 well, you know what my I mean day, my day when I was these a... fancy <laughs> smartphones and exactly. every phone was an idiot exactly my day is <laughs> <laughs> that, that it's it's very easy to get in that fixed mindset where you see things as sure. problems sure you see them as roadblocks yeah and having a, a, a growth mindset where you see something not as a problem, but as an opportunity or as a, a challenge. Right. Right. And then figure it out. All right. Fine. Exactly. And, and so I like that. I like that the way of talking about that as a growth mindset. And I think that that part of what is integral to have that mindset is to uh, not be uh, stuck in the idea that, well, this worked or right. this is how it is. Right. Or... This is what I've always done. Well, you know, MC Hammer, he, uh, you know, he made a bunch of records and he put them in the trunk of his car and he went to all the dance clubs <laughs> and he sold the records out of the back of his car. You're right. That actually did happen. That was a thing. There are so many things. It's probably not ever going to happen like So I'm going to make again. a bunch of records and go to the dance clubs and sell them out of the back but you know of what? Here's car. the. But you know what, though? Here's the thing. That would probably be a great idea right well, now. Well, right. Okay. Right. right. Right now, that would probably be phenomenal. Right. 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 DJs are still the ones who are spinning vinyl. Vinyl. No, right? that's true. That's if you true. made a, a bunch of vinyl and you took it to the dance clubs and went, hey, man, they'd probably, be, they'd probably love that. Maybe. I mean, I I don't know how many people have turntables. Well, so here's where, here's where it would get tricky. Where it would get tricky now is that what you are then hoping for is a bunch of people to stream your music. Right. Right. It wouldn't be about selling the albums. Right. You'd have to give those albums away. It's sort of like, what did we hear recently about about CDs that are sold at merch tables are really not thought of as, I'm going to listen to this. Right. They're not thought of as, they're thought of as merch. They are merch. They're, you got t-shirts, you got, uh, you got mugs, hats, you got hats, you got you scarves, CDs. you got CDs. You, you got, get the artist to sign a CD. You go, wait, back up, back up. CDs or merch? I mean, I know you sell them at the merch table. No, right. that's, that really is part of how they're thought they of are, now. They are becoming a memento of your experience rather right. than an audio version of experience that you're going to have later. Right, which isn't horrible. That's not a horrible thing. Doesn't matter. You're still 
So you have to think about because I know a lot of a lot of what will come up with this idea of music consumption is yeah 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 that's great and that's awesome but but how does the artist get paid? How do right. you monetize? Right. right. That's the <laughs> that's the question, right? It's a great idea, kid. How do we monetize? How do we monetize it? So you have to think about monetization being a different thing. That it isn't going to be from record sales unless you're Adele or Taylor Swift, right? Bruno Mars. <laughs> well, although even Bruno Mars says that he'd be a congillionaire if he had come out 15 years ago. No, that's true. When when you know when physical sales was still a thing. Yep. Um, I mean, I think Bruno's still doing okay, but but to the to that point. There are very, very few artists that are going to sell a lot of physical copies. They're going to you're going to download, right? Right. right. Um, actually, since we're talking about that, I want to. I'm just going to. So there was this thing on uh, on Music Watch where they they broke down all, um, music consumption. Okay. For ages 13 through 17. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 We talked about yeah, this. Yeah. Okay. I do remember we talked. And about it's. I mean, it's as you would expect. It's all about convenience. It's. I mean, it's yep. not. It doesn't matter. Yep. You know what the platform is. It's right. But again, so, this wasn't across the board. This was for. This is thirteen to seventeen. Thirteen to seventeen year olds. Right. So this is this. Is, I mean, this is. I mean, that's and, that's, and who's coming up? And anybody who right. who would discount what a thirteen to seventeen year old person does with music is really really misinformed because that is the most important demographic to show you what is coming and it isn't just the most important demographic to show you what is coming it's one of the most important demographics to let you know who's spending money where because right right when you look at so like there was one music watch also did this thing about vinyl just vinyl yes and who's okay. consuming that and you know your typical thought would be that it's going to be everybody over 50 yes right? like that's where the mind and that is true there's 26 percent are over 50. It's only 26% though? 26%. Because the other really big demographic, 21% yes. who buys vinyl is 13 to 17. Wow. Okay, so the drop off is 18 to 25. <laughs> they go down to 14%. Well, there's all kinds but, of. But, but 25 to 35 goes up again. To twenty two percent. Okay, you know what's funny about that? Uh, this is completely anecdotal. I have no proof for this, but that is a brilliant way to see what happens to people when they go to college. Totally, absolutely. Before they get their career going, right? Because with thirteen to seventeen, you're spending mostly you're some of your own money, but some mom and dad's of, money, mom and dad's money. Um, eighteen to twenty five. Eighteen to twenty five. It's harder to get mom and dad to pay for stuff if right. you're not with them. 25 right. to 35 to th- 25 to 35 you have your career you you're starting to run yeah. so you're going to start buying you're things like, yeah, again you know what i'm going to spend right. 32 dollars and then at 35 to 51 it goes back down to 13 percent again because they had kids they're having kids <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're shelling out the money for your kids 13 to 17 and then year 51 old. and over the kids are in college you know what i'm buying vinyl again i'm exactly i'm gonna restock my <laughs> i'm gonna have that experience i did when i was a kid right so and I and and I want to mention that because because we're going to take a look at this demographic of thirteen to seventeen, and part mm-hmm. of what's really important about that is yes, this is the future. Yep. But also that this is a a demo that has disposable income. Oh yeah, right. right. It's not no, their absolutely. disposable income. No, but they well, and sometimes it is. I mean, sometimes I, it is. But yes, there are you know there are people crazy like your 
daughter who worked three jobs and <laughs> right, exactly. you know save a ton of money and seem to get tipped no matter what they're doing. Right, right, right. But but that's not the that's the outlier. That's yeah. not the norm. Right. So all right. So how they consume music. I think some of this won't surprise you at all. Okay. Um, I think that well, just while we were talking about vinyl, and that what a huge percentage of thirteen to seventeen year olds consume vinyl. Yes. Right. In the vinyl, in the vinyl world, like in, like not in the vinyl world because. So then we got to go. Well, how big is the pie, How big a piece of the pie of music consumption is vinyl? One percent. One percent for thirteen to seventeen year olds. One percent. One percent. Right. Um, CDs. Okay. Three percent. Right. So now that's not fair because they do use them like to put their drinks on when they're in the living room. Because you know, mom said, "Don't use a coaster. Don't don't get don't anything put on this on the, coffee table." Exactly. I so, yeah. just got this. This is my, I like this table. Exactly. So like, if you want me to buy you any more vinyl, you will take care of this. So they just go over to the wall, take out one of the CDs because they already listened to it on right. Spotify. Anyway. Well, I mean, please take out one of your mom and dad's CDs. I mean, right. really, exactly. Get that Hootie and the Blowfish CD. In. <laughs> you can stream that anytime. That's you want. right. You can stream Hootie. So what? That, but what's interesting about that to me is that that means that only four percent of music consumed by thirteen to seventeen year old demo is physical. What? Right. 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 So the rest of it, you can guess, is all in other alternative ways. So we'll just skip to the biggest. Mm-hmm. Then, since we started at the smallest. The biggest, obviously, is streaming. Forty-one percent. Streaming, yeah, right. And wait, 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 but forty-one percent. Yeah, forty-one percent. Forty-one percent. Forty-one percent of all of music, music consumption between thir- from thirteen-year-olds, 13 seventeen-year-olds. 17 year forty-one percent streaming. Streaming. So now, what does that include? That's Spotify, so, Pandora. Does that you, include YouTube? YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Is it just paid, or is it also? No, 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 no. It's so it's the advertised, you know, so like like Pandora, you know, ad supported. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, I think that a lot of kids, uh, you know. They don't mind a commercial once in a while. I mean, they're kind of used to it on YouTube. Right. Right. You got to. Right. Sometimes you can skip it after 10 seconds, but sometimes you can't. You got to listen to the whole 30 seconds and oh, well, you know. And you know what? I, I'm just going to jump in real quickly and say I defend that. I, if I'm watching, <laughs> if I can watch anything I want ever at any time by just pulling out my phone or my laptop and typing in YouTube, you know, whatever, pick, pick a right. tune, any tune right. from any time ever, ever, and I can find it. Okay. And that, I'm willing to wait the 15 seconds or sometimes the 30 seconds to watch a commercial so that that artist, whoever owns the rights to that song, gets paid. I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally right. down and, with that. And I'm, I'm the person who pays for Spotify well, Premium and Apple, t- Apple Tunes Premium and I, Pandora I, Premium. But and, I pay for those too. But sometimes <laughs> I just go to YouTube. I don't know why. Isn't that funny? I don't. Well, I, well it's a that's an interesting. You case kids study. get off my lawn. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so then, I guess this. I guess you could. So the twenty percent, the next one, that twenty percent will do is digital download. So while so, that's not a physical copy, it is a copy that is yours, that you own, that you that belongs to you. So it's so, almost like you could you could you could lump that in with the. 4%. You really could. So it's almost close to twenty five percent, and 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 I'm sure this study, like most, has a you know a standard variation of you know plus or three percent either way so it plus could or, plus or minus three percent plus or minus three percent so it could be as low as you know 21 20 percent or it could be as high as you know 27 28 yeah. um, it's not it's not a you don't have a standard variation in age though so it couldn't be like <laughs> plus or minus like 16 to no. 20 like that's no that, it's not 
no, it's not, not a good study it's to not do that, right? <laughs> no, there's, there's no actual standard variation. You know, this is a group of kids, okay. 13 to 17. With, we think. We, we they looked that way. I don't know. They were wearing, wearing vans. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> they all had phones and were doing Snapchat. So I'm and assuming they were between 13 and 17. They were doing Snapchat. So they couldn't have been 30. That's right. Just because <laughs> if they were doing Snapchat, they were doing it with one finger and we would have known. No, you start with the Instagram. Before you know it, you're moving right into Snapchat. <laughs> Exactly. Watch out for kids. So, uh, so it's interesting that you should say that because um, that is one of the, uh, of the of the larger places that people are consuming music. Snapchat, social media. Wait, really? Seven percent. They consume. So, okay, wait. So that's larger than <laughs> CDs, yes. and vinyl combined. Yes. Are are getting their social. music from social media? Yeah. I don't even. I got to do some research about that and find out how what yeah. that means. Is that like they're listening to songs on Facebook? Well, it didn't do a great breakdown of this, so I would have guessed. I would right? guess. I would guess it's probably Instagram. Well, is is that including like artist websites uh, and it's got to be label websites? It has to be. Well, there is a, so there is a label there. There is a label. There was a category for artists and label websites, and that's two percent. So it can't so wait, be that. It can't be that. They're separating that. Right. They've separated that out. Wait. So listening to it on the artist website or on the label, the label website. website is bigger than vinyl. Well, yeah. And half the size of CDs. No. Almost the size of CDs. Well, with, with, CDs, an, with, a, with a very insignificant standard deviation. I mean, so it could be the same. Right. And that this particular group that they pulled. But but it's low. Right. You know, it's still very, very small. Um, and then there's, there's more that are like, so... Um, so the good news for people like uh, our friend Johnny Mullet mm-hmm. uh, is that radio is still thirteen percent. So that's interesting. That I, I hadn't even thought about that until we started talking about that. That that is pretty high, actually. I think that's pretty high compared con, considering that you can go on the internet mm-hmm. and listen to any particular song or artist that you want to at any time. Right. That people still choose to listen to radio. <laughs> that and and as soon as you said that, I'm like, I heard it as that people still choose to have somebody else tell you what you're going to listen to. Well, yeah, which is sort of it. I mean, that's I mean, radio. It, man. it totally is, it, and it's always been that way. It's a little bit different now that you know. So, so WBOS in Boston, we're really lucky here. We've got oh, right. you know BOS in Boston. We've got uh, XRV ninety two point five in Haverhill. Uh, if you're in Boston, you've got Emerson Radio, which is the Emerson College oh. radio station. Which is, you know, again, you, these are, <laughs> these are independently programmed. Yeah. So they're yes. not. No, exactly. You know, they're not the big two or three uh, radio conglomerates that program from one place in the country right. for everybody. Right. Um, but, but here's the thing that this 13% includes that too. I mean, that those big, you know, conglomerates like Clear Channel, that's part of it. Right. And people are okay with mm-hmm. that. Now what this... What this study didn't break down uh, at all, which I would love to see, is how many of those are country music fans, right? How many wow. of those? How many of those are are indie fans? How many of those are alternative rock? How many of those are AAA, Americana? Right? I'd love to see a breakdown right, of right. who's listening to what. My guess would be that you've still got a lot of country music listeners listening to the radio. That'd be my guess. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair assumption. Since there are two different channels on the premium package for Comcast that are just uh, videos right. for country music. Right. 
and it's much harder to find that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. On for another style of music. Anyway, right. so that's right. So thirteen percent kind of surprised me. I mean, that's mm-hmm. you know, which is great because it means that there is still this medium uh, of listening to music. You know, I mean, we all, we all still have radios in our car. Right. 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 Not everybody still listens to it. Right. Um, I do. Um, and not just NPR, you know, yep. <laughs> listen to, but some people don't, some people are so used to not having to deal with commercials right. at all. Right. Uh, that it's interesting to see where that's going to turn. Right. Well, I'm just thinking, like, I still listen to, uh, I mean, we're not exactly a focus group, but I still listen to radio in my car, but not as much as I used to. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yep. Well, it's great that you said the podcast thing. So, uh, oh, that's a category. It too? is a category. It's, it's 13 so, to 17. Yes. Really? And it's 2%. So wow. That's, I think that's pretty significant for that age demo, that, that, that 2% showed up in this, in this study as that's where they consume uh, their audio. All right, I'm going to say real quickly about the way studies like this work, is yeah. that I always like get confused and like go, okay, so they, they interviewed 100 people and one kid just listened to vinyl and one kid just listened to, you know what I mean? It's not really right. like that. It's it's the percentage of how much of their music is consumed by these various formats. Exactly. So exactly. one kid might be listening to 40% podcasts, well, I mean, 40%, you know, yeah. streaming and 50, 13% radio. And, yes. And, and Music Watch is a pretty, is a, is a, a fairly well-respected repre- uh, well Oh, absolutely. Um, source. Yeah. So you, you have to imagine that they're, that they're, uh, this study is is uh, if not scientifically done, it's at least done well. So it's probably not a hundred kids. It's probably you know a little a significantly larger amount than that. It didn't right. say in the study, so I'm not really positive. Um, if it was only a hundred kids, that would bum me out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it would mean that I'm. <laughs> but what? So what's good well, about like, this? Like anything? I mean, it's, if, if you don't listen to this and like. Use this as your marketing plan. Okay, right, so right, 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 right. Spend, uh, No, no, it's just this. An interest. This is interesting. What we would think of as anecdotal information about what is happening. And you know what? It's it's a little bit bigger than anecdotal because it is. It, this is a study that is published in a well-respected music uh, source. Okay, um, fair enough. So it's anecdotal. But I mean, only to the extent that that I don't know how many people were in the study. I mean, that's, well, and and it's not the kind of study that you can have be a longitudinal study because. By the time you're halfway through, the t- you can't do a ten-year study on this because things change every five weeks, right? right so exactly. Well, so here's it's a snapshot. It's a snapshot in time. Here's kind of what we think is going I on. I just said it's a snapshot. I'm like, it's not a snapchat. It's That's a, snapchat a totally different category. That's not. <laughs> That's four percent. Definitely four percent with Snapchat. And <laughs> so, okay, so here I just want to I do want to clar- clarify the 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 anecdotal part. Anecdotal would be if it was something that you read on Facebook, right? Without any kind of, without any kind of uh, backing behind it, right? Fair enough. So yes. uh, you know something that that appears in Music Watch or Rolling Stone or Spin or has at least been. It's at least been you know they're doing their best to make this the information that's happening. It's at least been vetted to Plus, a certain extent. Plus, most of the kinds of studies like this you see on Facebook are funded in Russia now. So well, right, exactly. And as we know, they don't really listen to music in Russia. So there you go. Um, I'm going to interject real quickly. That's completely not true. Uh, of course, it's not true. We, we have a friend who spends half his year in Russia. Absolutely, it's not as true. a music producer. Of course, so it's not true. Neither is half the stuff that you're going to see on, on Facebook. Facebook. So which half? Is, which exactly, half? Though? You'll never know, and and I won't tell. I'm so, He knows. He's not going to tell. <laughs> so I just there was a few other things in here that I thought were interesting. Yeah. 
Um, so Sirius Radio gets 3%, which I actually thought was kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, and iHeart Radio is 2%. So, so iHeartRadio is taken out as a separate, separate consumption consumption thing. category. Well, I mean, if you if you think about why that makes sense to me, they 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 spend a lot of money on on marketing. They are still able to get lots of huge, you know, artists to come and and well, and they're brilliant about how how uh, mobile friendly that is. So oh, that exactly. You know, Exactly. It's a, it's a very good business model and they've yeah. done a really great job of, you know, you got to imagine that the people that are, that are involved in that are, are, are very aware that music consumption is up <laughs> at the exactly. highest rate that but, it's ever but, been. But not up uh, with vinyl. Right. Although I don't know, like, and I have no numbers for this, but I know that vinyl has made a resurgence. It totally in the last, has. And, you know, five to seven years. And it will continue to as everything else will. One of the things that's really clear from, I think, from this study is that music is a more important part of everybody's life than it's ever been. And that I'm going to pause you real quickly. Uh, we have no scientific evidence for that. That is Michael's opinion. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with that, but although it does, I, I do like the idea. Well, I think that the fact that we do know that music consumption is up under, yes. under almost every measurable variable yes. should let you know that it, it is a more important part, it, that it isn't just that it's accessible. I'm not willing to go there. <laughs> okay. Since they've had music at every funeral since we were able to talk. I don't want any music at my funeral. You don't? You want I really quiet? I, I, just, I just want, what I really want is I want a Viking funeral. That's what I want. <laughs> if I'm honest, that's what I want. I want someone to put me in a boat. I'll never be able to get a permit for that. <laughs> All right, this is, this, we're going to have to talk about this right now. This because is morbid. This here's, is, here's but the you thing. guys are going to have to bear with us here. Here's the thing. A permit? Yeah. I'm sorry. You're going to burn a boat? Yeah. You can't, figure you, out a place to take you it. You can't just go down to the water and burn a boat. What are you doing? Look, here's the I'll thing. I just old. died. I'll be old at this point. Here's the thing. I just died. I'll be really old. I'd be like, this is my brother. Well, hopefully he we'll have some. to burn him. Hopefully I will have some prodigy. Who are you? That will, uh, <laughs> I actually know I have some prodigy <laughs> that won't care about any stinking permit. Right, well, they'll just, just do I, it. I'm just logistics guy. They'll just do I, it. That matters to me. So there can be music afterwards when okay. everybody's partying on the beach and talking about If you're going to do a Viking funeral, I think you need metal. No. That would be awesome. <laughs> we'll figure out that later. I'm playing. All right. I'm going to play Viking so music. I, I don't, metal music. Michael's I, Viking. Fan. I don't think that... Who says that you're going to be around? <laughs> um, we shall see. I don't think that 13 to 17-year-old music assumption is, is covered under this category. So I think that we can... Just, let's rain it back, back let's in. Let's it back in. Okay. So, but what it does... But what this study does say for me... If we bring it back to mentoring for the, for the modern musician, and we're talking to the to the N three community about right, what does this mean for your career? Right, right, right. So not just for the not just for the casual music listener. Right. To me, what this what this means about your career is that there isn't one way that you should be thinking about getting your music out there. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. Right. Because because look, three percent of CDs sales that sounds that that sounds almost apocalyptic doesn't it oh right right yeah. for 13 okay so but there are still tens of millions of people who are buying cds right exactly right exactly. so it isn't it isn't you know i think it's over 100 million people that are still buying cds so that doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to sell your cds 
Right. Right. But it does mean that when you're making a marketing plan. And you are making a marketing plan. Please make a marketing plan. Guys. Gals. <laughs> people. Say, how's he gonna get how's he gonna get the ladies in there? People. Exactly. You, you are making a marketing yes. plan for your your release of your I was gonna say C D release. But not be a C D release. It might be it might uh, be a vinyl. Might be vinyl. It might be not Cassette. it might be no physical release at all. Right. Except USB drives that right. you throw out to the crowd. But when well, you're doing that, prior, like at least six months prior to recording, yeah, you want to be thinking about this. Absolutely, kind of plan. you want to be you want to be planning all of this. So when you're making a marketing plan, sorry, right, interrupt. Exactly. Obviously, streaming is going to be crucial. Yes. Right. Um, it, streaming is going to be where is going to be a huge part of your focus. Maybe no. 40% probably should be but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't if you've got a great badass college radio station right right near your area in the area that you play yes you should be their best friend oh totally right totally they you you should be you know every single event that they do you yep. should they should know that they can call you up yep and you will come and play yep for free yep and talk about how great they are yes and let them talk about how great you are. Right, right. Right? So, and then if you've got those AAA radio stations in your area and you play something that's even remotely like that. Right. You want to get on there, you know, they've all got a local, you know, homegrown series. Right, you know? right, exactly. And here's the thing that we learned from Johnny in, right. in the last podcast. They pay attention to that. They totally pay attention to that. Right? The bigger stations who are still independently programmed pay attention to... What's going on in in you know? It's almost like a hierarchy. It's almost like you know AAA baseball, where there's right, you right, know, where there's these all these levels of minor league baseball. And if you do great in single A, you know the double A AA and triple A manager looking, you know, hey, right. you know, I might need, you know, right. And it's the same thing with this, right? Well, and I like that actually because the world that Johnny comes from, which I thought I was really excited to 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 talk about, which is like because that's the major label world, right? You know what I mean? He after the yes. interview, he had to go to Boston to have. Uh, dinner with people from Interscope uh, to talk about Dragons. the Imagine Dragons show that was at right. TD Garden, right? So that's that's that level. He's in the level that everybody always imagines getting into when they're little mm-hmm. kids, right? And and that's why the idea of terrestrial radio going anywhere or, or not being a player um, at this point, I just I, I don't even see that I don't see it being a thing because in the same way that people go, oh, the majors are going to die. It's like no, no, they're not. But but they are. There are definitely different opportunities in it where it's not like the major labels own ninety percent. There is less of a market share. Correct, less of a market share, but it's still they have massive clout and big funds, and there are all kinds of things they can do. I just got an image of a, like a big troll with a spiky club, and you like know. a club, like a, like that's clout. <laughs> that's clout. Exactly. What's he doing? <laughs> oh no, he's got a clout. <laughs> Run, the troll's got a clout. <laughs> Oh no, here comes Warner. <laughs> and what's going to happen is someone's going to come in the room at this point in the podcast and go, what are you what listening to? What are they to? talking about? They won't, though, because they'll have earbuds in. But, um, exactly. <laughs> Especially if they're 13 to 17. But, but I like the idea of hearing what Johnny's world exists yeah. like, because that, and with your baseball analogy, because that is like the major leagues, right? Right. That level, getting regular spins on WBOS in Boston mm-hmm. is like, uh, playing, being the new utility guy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
It doesn't have to be a utility guy. It could be a starter. Right. Well, it depends, you know? on, it depends on how many spins you're getting. So. It does. It totally depends. Right. Well, look, here's the thing. Imagine Dragons are definitely... <laughs> Imagine you know, Dragons are the, the starting shortstop that yeah, has the ridiculous, you know, absolutely. 10-year contract. Absolutely. That's a waste of time because, you know, they got, they didn't even sign him until he was 28. And by the time <laughs> the end of the contract is 38, he's going to have, you know, his shoulders going to be blown out. And, right. Maybe not Imagine Dragons, though. They're actually pretty amazing. I was at the show. Was I know. You saw the show. It was a great show. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Well, so, again, getting back to the marketing plan, I mean, you're, you're going to want to remember that a big part of what you do is about streaming. Yeah. And we will do other podcasts on that and, and, Absolutely. and talking, about, about streaming. talking about Spotify and talking about, you know, uh, the other kinds of, of um, paid streaming sites. But don't ignore that there's local radio. Right. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Right. You and, know, and be involved in that. It, don't, in don't any way you can. Don't ignore something that we talk about all the time, which is have a musical presence on your social. Yes. Right? And so, I mean simple. Like do a video on your Instagram feed yes. every Thursday. Yeah. Pick a day. Pick a day. Every Thursday, every Tuesday, every Sunday. Or, or cover, every day. I mean, that's fine too. Do a particular cover that you like. Learn a different something. You know what I mean? Right. It, just just do a specific daytime thing where you are having music be part of your um i don't know your social presence but like but part of the experience so that nobody could, nobody could look at your social and not understand that you do a cover every thursday right right, right. Oh, this is cool. exactly. what, what cover they're doing this week no make exactly it fun make it you know it, well, and don't and and it can be huge, and it can be. I mean, so like uh, we were we were talking recently about, um, um, oh God, Rick Rick Barker, uh, who was uh, Taylor oh, Swift's original right, manager, right, 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 yes, right, and and he was uh, he was talking on on a podcast, another really nice podcast, DIY yeah, musician podcast, talking about uh, Don Byer and and what she did. You know, she was one of these one of these singers who was singing seven nights a week on Broadway in in, oh, in Nashville. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yes, right? yes. And blew her voice out because she was singing. You know, yes, like eight hours a day, six seven days yes. a week, right? And so I think it was you that was telling me that 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 what yeah. she did was she 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 started she went she started doing Facebook Live when it first started. Was it Facebook Live or Periscope? No, the Periscope one was whose name escapes me was okay. somebody that I heard Ari Hurstan talk about. Okay, who was in L.A. She was a busker, right? Was busking all the time, right, and exactly. then decided to just start. Right, 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 doing right, right. Periscope Don, live version. Don of, Beyer is the one who did the Facebook live stuff from her house. Yeah, right. And and started a virtual tip jar. Yes, uh, with a little PayPal thing that she put as the first comment. Brilliant. Right, and and did it just did it every every day. Right. Mention that again, though that that it's important to. So to, the to virtual, do, the, the, do a virtual tip jar. So you like, well, then that that part I got. But you said something about first comment. So you not, put it in the first comment on the live stream. Right, right, right. Because, because then that doesn't disappear when other people join. Well, at least currently, right now, it doesn't disappear. <laughs> we'll see what they do with their algorithms. Right, exactly. Facebook, keep, please keep that. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. We'll we'll keep checking Hypebot. Yeah. .com and, and see what they're saying about what Facebook algorithms are doing. Exactly. Well, we're sort of getting into the weeds here with this. There's, well, there's we, a lot. We are, but we're not, because part of what's important about this is a part of your marketing plan needs to be talking about looking for other 
streams of, not just streams of revenue, but other places where your audience is consuming music. Well, what's funny is now that I think about it, that probably is what they're talking about, about consuming music on, on, on social. social. That if you're watching somebody... Yeah, if you're on Facebook. If, if you're watching, watching somebody's there. live stream on Facebook, if you're watching something on Periscope... Right. Where somebody is busking right. in L.A. and you're in London and you're on Periscope and we're like, wow, cool. And same that I, whose name I'm going to have to find out her name. Yeah. But she did the same thing where she had a little tip jar mm-hmm. so that you could just throw a couple bucks in. Yeah. And I mean, there are there are also platforms that you can do pod, that you can do live shows from, uh, right. you know, like Street Candy and uh, a concert window. Exactly. J- what was the other one? J- Jam Jelly. Something Street like Jelly. That? Street Jelly. Street Jelly. Um, so you, there, there are still those platforms where that's um, like a live concert. It is, but that people pay to go see. Sure, exactly. But what's so what's, and that's great if you've got a if you've already got a large fan base. Exactly. And right. So what's great about about the Facebook Live still? Mm-hmm. We'll see how long this keeps up. Yep. Until yeah, is that this is something that you can do that people are going to see. Yeah. Oh, and, totally. And and if you if your friends. Look, you don't you don't have to have a fan base that's ten thousand people big, you know. If you've got eight hundred people, you know, and ten percent of them watch it, well, right, right, and and ten percent of those eighty people share, right, right. So eight you get eight people sharing. Well, and even if even if you don't have very many people at all, if you do it and you're awesome, right, uh, then some people will like it hopefully, and they'll share it, and it can absolutely go viral on its own and you can actually use that not not as a, a revenue builder necessarily but you could use it as a fan base builder absolutely which is what lots of radio ends up being it's a fan base builder. it's fa- you know streaming this is we know you don't make as much money from streaming right but what you, you do is radio. you but what you do is you get you get a fan base you generate fans you generate and fans and, and fans generate and coming to live shows your, and if you make yourself easy to find on social if you have a real active presence and you're creative and continuing to put out new content in mm-hmm. whatever form it is so that you have something of value that people want to go see and you're awesome and they heard your music streaming then yeah you can then hopefully they'll they can find you you can make yourself available make sure that you pay attention to what's happening and then create a relationship with the people that like your music exactly and this is where the fan building thing is a big thing this is a little different than radio but it's not because the whole point of radio is that's terrestrial radio which is just regular radio mm-hmm. what we think of in our car not right. But not, not no, extraterrestrial not, like not, ET. No, but also not. Oh, no. not, not serious radio. You know, it's I'm not serious. It's it's funny radio. It's excellent. <laughs> no, but but terrestrial radio, radio that you have in your car that you had when we were that you had when we were little kids, right? Right. That that was fan base. the radio station. That that was fan base building. Yes. Now because it was industry controlled and it was sort of the one centralized place, it was pleasant because it was fan base building and, and revenue it building. Also generated income. Right. Um. But the, and that, that was the model back then, and that yeah, worked absolutely. until it didn't. So the new model, we heard Michael explain the breakdown of where all of the people are consuming music. Mm-hmm. That is a different kind of fan base generating and absolutely. revenue building. It's just the revenue is smaller for individual streams on on streaming. It is, but you know, again, if you're talking about social, look, look, I'm not saying that everybody can do what Don Byer did. Okay, right, right. I'm not saying that at all. All right, but she, she made. However, she. She made over $74,000 in a year. Exactly. By putting out a virtual tip jar. Exactly. And playing five days a week well, and, but, for a couple and, hours. And for me, it's it's more than the money, too. What she did was she was interacting with people every day on her Facebook feed, and people worldwide. loved it. And, and it's worldwide. 
and it's worldwide. And she's generating real relationships with people who dig what she does. Exactly. That is how you build a long-term career. Exactly. That is how you. Yeah. I mean, yes, money is great. I mean, we. That's part of the deal. That's part of the. You know, mm-hmm. you either have a day job where you're making your money, right. or you're figuring out a way to make I it gotta, in the industry. I gotta eat with with your art, but making a, a creative way to make a to really create a fan base. Yes. That will be long lasting if you continue to give love and value and 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 usefulness to that relationship. Right. Absolutely. That's amazing. I mean that's exactly. and that didn't exist. That with, didn't used to with exist terrestrial radio. with terrestrial radio. You couldn't no. go directly to someone's r- living room, kitchen, right. bedroom, right. you know. No, exactly. Well, and here's the thing, uh, you know, to to build onto that point is, you know, <laughs> You could, you know, you you could hear, you know, Pearl Jam on the radio mm-hmm. in the '90s, and you couldn't like write them a note, right? And say, and say, you guys are awesome. You guys man. are great. I listened, was listening to you in Australia right. while you this was going right, and they wouldn't, they couldn't have a chance to respond back to you, right? right? No, but if somebody can hear John Mayer and have some amazing thought. And if they tag John Mayer in a tweet, mm-hmm. and he happens to be looking through his yeah. tweets he was tagged in, and respond he thinks it's funny, he might respond back to you. And that did not exist right. prior to social being such a huge player exactly. in f- artist-fan interaction. Exactly. And so part of the point of this is that the industry's changing. Yep. Changes every day. Yep. Growth mindset. Growth mindset. If you need to know where to go to hear about how the industry is changing and how you can make the best of it from a positive standpoint, yep. remember, you got this. We got your back. 